most connected man in Washington, WSB's Jamie Dupree. He's on every day with Herman Cain, 1106 AM every day. Sponsored by Charter Communications on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. We are Do you have any belief that you stand a chance to win this nomination, let alone the presidency? Most of the people that are in elective office in Washington, D.C. have held public office before. How's that working for you? Herman Cain, Solutions for a Better America. This is your host, Herman Cain. Thank you for joining us. Because we're going to tell you the truth, give you the facts, because we want you to be better informed and inspired to help make this a better United States of America. Breaking news, breaking news every day with Herman Cain and the most connected man in Washington, Jamie Dupree. Mr. Jamie Dupree out of Washington, D.C., welcome. Hello, Herman. Greetings from the state of Michigan, where uh, tomorrow this is the biggest delegate hall for both parties in the race for the White House. We had a debate last night among Democrats up in Flint. Uh, Today, the only Republican here, actually, and the only Republican who's been here since the end of last week, is the governor of Ohio, John Kasich, who has been bubbling up in the polls here. I'm not saying he's the threat to beat Donald Trump, but it won't shock me, Herman, for Kasich to do well here in Michigan. I caught up with him last night down in Toledo, and for a home state governor who has been ridiculed by a lot of people for, hey, he should get out of the race, I was surprised at the level of interest that he generated last night on a Sunday night in Toledo. And so we'll see. I think he's got a pretty good shot to win his home state next week. And, of course, if if you're listening and you like Trump or you don't like Trump, that is obviously one of the, the key points next week on March the 15th if you're going to stop Trump right. from getting the Republican nomination. So Trump the favorite here in Michigan, Clinton the favorite as well. But, boy, this weekend's uh, GOP and Democratic contests really remind you, Herman, of how difficult it is to, to get all the delegates in some of these states. For example, Bernie Sanders won three states, Herman. So you would think he had a big edge in the delegates, right? Right. Wrong. Now, this has nothing to do with superdelegates. This is because Clinton won by so much in Louisiana that she rang the bell so much there that she offset almost entirely the Sanders wins in Maine, Nebraska, and Kansas. So uh, I think Bernie netted one, maybe two more delegates than Clinton. That was all by winning three states to her one this weekend. She's the big favorite here in Michigan. In the Republican race, it was even more interesting because Ted Cruz won two states, Donald Trump won two, and then he had Rubio winning in Puerto Rico yesterday. So for the whole weekend, Trump only won 30% of the delegates that were available. Cruz won 39% of the delegates. Rubio won 23% of the delegates. So again, if you're going to get to 50%, none of them are getting there. Trump only 30%. That doesn't get you to a majority soon. And it's a reminder of how important it is for Trump, I think, to win Ohio and Florida next week. I would agree with you on that. Now, so Bernie only got maybe one or two out of all of that because of uh, the size of the the Clinton win in Louisiana win was really Louisiana. big. Yes, I got you. And, and so, uh, and that the way the delegate rules. Are, I mean, for example, flip it over to the other side in in Louisiana. The weird delegate rules there. Trump won, I think, by four and a half percent, if I remember correctly. How many more delegates did he have than Ted Cruz? Answer: zero. They both had eighteen. That was the tie okay. because of the way the delegates sorted out there. And so, again, it's a reminder that in these states that are proportional, it's very difficult to get a big group. Now, tomorrow in Michigan here, this is one of these states that if you were to get 50 percent plus a real majority, you would sweep all of the delegates in Michigan. But 
I'm not so, so sure Trump can get there, and so that means it'll be a proportional outcome, which will obviously right. limit the number of delegates he can get. He'd have to get the 50% plus one? Exactly, yeah, in Michigan. That is an option tomorrow. The only person so far who has uh, done the 50-plus one is Rubio in Puerto Rico. Now, uh, Trump did win all the delegates, remember, a few weekends ago in South Carolina, but that was a different reason that he did that. That was what they call the winner-take-most, and he was able to win every single congressional district and the statewide. But tomorrow's contests are mainly proportional with some thresholds. Uh, Michigan, the only one offering the 50% winner-take-all if you can get there. And as I said, the polling hasn't indicated. The polling definitely shows Trump is leading in this state, but I'm not sure he can get a, a pure majority. Ted Cruz, I just read a story while we were waiting to come on air, says no thanks to a contested convention. Do you think that uh, is coming out of his camp, or could he benefit from a contested well, convention? you know, look, I, I think what he would like right now is he would like to knock Rubio out of the race and take on Trump one-on-one. Uh, but to, to have that happen, he needs Kasich to lose. He needs Trump, I mean, he needs uh, a Rubio to lose in Florida. And, you know, I, I know that everybody says, oh, that'll never happen. I don't I don't rule out the possibility of Kasich winning in Ohio. And I don't rule out the possibility of Rubio winning in Florida. Now, Cruz's super PAC is going into Florida with a, a bunch of negative ads against Rubio. There'll be a debate down there in Miami later this week. So there'll be a lot more attention on the state of Florida. Uh, Trump, I'm sure at some point he's going to get down there, but he's been focusing more uh, in, on, on Ohio and North Carolina, which also vote next uh, Tuesday, not tomorrow, but the next Tuesday on the 15th. So, yeah, I can understand why Cruz would like Rubio to get out. On the other hand, he got the shot at his home state. He did it. He won in Texas. Now Kasich and Rubio are going to get a shot at their home state. And I know a lot of people would like them to get out, but I do not expect either of them to get out before the, the votes are counted on March the 15th. And again, frankly, I think Kasich, if I had to wager right now, would have better odds to win his state uh, than Rubio in Florida. But I think both of them have a chance, Herman. Well, I would agree with you. And the thing about it, I mean, uh, Cruz can say that they ought to get out all he wants to, but hey, you got to let the voters vote, all right? They're not going to just walk away because it would be to his advantage if they got sure. out and it's just him versus Trump and he'd have all of this time uh, to try to lobby these other states as he were going forward. But hey, I'm sure that their staffs are telling, the staff meaning Kasich and Rubio are telling them, nope, hang in there, hang in there, hang in there. Now, oh, sure. And the other thing in play, too, is there is a lot of bad blood between the Rubio people and the Cruz people. Oh. So, I, you know, the candidates may be able to deal with each other, but I think there's a lot of uh, of wounded uh, egos and, and more among the two sides, and which would make it even more difficult to sort of get a fusion ticket. I mean, honestly... I could see in the future, if the two of them were still around and Trump was in the race, I could see a Cruz Rubio or Rubio Cruz ticket, depending on which one of them has more delegates. I, I, I don't think that that's something you could rule out. Uh, as for Trump, he's still the favorite. But again, th these are going to be a difficult next couple of weeks. And if he, I think right now, he still needs to win 54% of the remaining delegates in order to get to a majority of 1,237. So it's not an easy way forward. I think I heard one a Republican Party official say today, Herman, that you could win, and it's not possible, but if you were able to win every delegate going forward from today, from tomorrow, you would not clinch the nomination until April the 26th, when I think we have... Maryland, Pennsylvania, Delaware, I think it's Connecticut and Rhode Island on that day. And so there's a lot of work to be done. Now, Trump can certainly get on that, you know, that glide path to the nomination by winning in, I would say, either Ohio or Florida. But if he can win both, I pretty much think it's going to be tough for anybody to stop him. Do you think 
Kasich's performance in Michigan is going to impact what he does in his home state of Ohio. You know, I, I think, obviously, the better he does, the better he might um, motivate people in his home state. But what I was uh, interested in yesterday was hanging out at this event in Toledo and listening, eavesdropping on people who were talking, who, who obviously were local party officials and elected leaders and in the know, and little things like, hey, where's Jack? Uh, I didn't see him here today. Oh, he's up uh, He's up in Michigan knocking on doors. Oh, where's Mike? Well, he's there, too. Oh, that must be where John is, too. So it's clear that there's a big group of people fr- who are from the Republican Party, from uh, from Ohio, who are already working very hard for Kasich up there. Uh, I, I think that he has a good chance to do well tomorrow here in Michigan. Remember, it's proportional, so it's not going to be a huge delegate jump or anything like that. But again, I, I just have this sneaking suspicion that he is in very good shape overall. We have not seen any new polls out of uh, out of Ohio or anything like that yet. But I, I do not write off the possibility of John Kasich winning his home state as a favorite son. I, I think it's very, very possible. Do do they have to have a threshold to get some of the delegates? No, Ohio is simply you. Uh, you have one more vote than everybody else. You know, you, it, it doesn't have to be a majority; it can just be a plurality. And you win the 66 delegates there. And it's the Mm. same thing in Florida as well Mm. next week. Well, that's going to make it interesting. But Michigan is still important. That's some other states that are up for grabs tomorrow, too. Yeah, tomorrow you also have Mississippi. Uh, which is, I think, another proportional state with uh, with delegates as well. Uh, then you have Idaho and Hawaii. I was disappointed, Herman, you did not send me out to Hawaii to cover that uh, uh, primary. But I love it for you, Jamie. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> but, yeah, so there there are four states tomorrow for the Republicans, and each one of them presents a little opportunity there. And, you know, I, I think it's, it's, it's something you can't forget that these states may not be on your radar or anything, but they're all important. Uh, Michigan has 59 delegates. Mississippi is next. They have 40. Idaho has 32, and Hawaii has 19 total. And just as you know, the 23 in Puerto Rico were important yesterday for Marco Rubio. All of these are important as well. Now, I don't think anybody's going to be able to run up the score in these. You do have the possibility in Idaho and Michigan and in Mississippi in the congressional districts that if you get more than 50 percent, you get more delegates. But again, uh, with this three-way race and even with the four-way it's sort of difficult at this point to get to those numbers. But for those people who are hoping that Trump will win this fast, to me the key is, well, first of all, he needs to rack up some wins, but the the important states for him next week are Florida and Ohio, just as they're important for the people who are trying to stay in the race, Kasich and Rubio, and important for the people who are trying to derail Trump. Now, Cruz, it's interesting, Cruz was off the trail yesterday, Herman. He seems to be off the trail again. There's been no schedule issued by his, his people at all. A state senator who has helped out Cruz in Mississippi, where Cruz was supposed to be today, put up a note on Facebook yesterday saying Cruz is sick and was not able to come and in campaign. So think of that. Two down days at this very important time. Cruz not on the trail yesterday yeah. or today as well. Interesting. Now, to a different subject, did you meet Nancy Reagan during your time there? You know, I don't think I ever actually met her, but okay. I certainly saw her a number of times. One of my favorite stories... It was, I think it was 1986, I want to say. I was in the Rose Garden of the White House for an event with President Reagan. And the, President Reagan started off, and he apologized to the crowd. He said, Nancy wanted to be here today, but she's not feeling well. And Reagan, with his, you know, just the stagecraft, uh, I mean, he was so good at it. He says, I'm sorry, Nancy can't be here. And he looks up to the White House residence. He, d- he did his his events in the Rose Garden is a slightly different way uh, than Obama does. And Reagan looks up, and there 
appearing magically as Nancy Reagan standing at the window with their little dog, Herman, waving the dog's <laughs> paw at everybody down below. And, of course, everybody in the Rose Garden just, you know, awe and melts and applauds and everything. And, and I always remembered that because I smiled and thought to myself, wow, what a way to do it. I mean, Reagan just hit it out of the park right there, threw it up to his wife who knew exactly what to do. She was, you know, as I think back to her big drive against illegal drugs, the, the Just Say No campaign was yes. certainly one thing to remember from her time. But uh, she was a very good compliment to Ronald Reagan as the first lady in office. That is playing the theater to the utmost. Yes, sir. That was great. Well, thanks a lot, Jamie. Oh, See, by honey. the way, you didn't uh, go to Flint and drink the water, did you? I did not, but I'll tell okay. you, I just uh, tried to drink some water out of the hotel uh, faucet, and I looked at it in the glass, and I said, I don't think I'm having that. So, <laughs> uh, Jamie, I will get Pete Spriggs to pay for your bottled water. Put, thanks, it, buddy. put it on your expense right report. Now. You're listening to The Herman Cain Show.